there's honestly nothing more important than taking care of yourself. Because if you're not feeling your best, you can't be your best. Sambucol helps you feel your best with powerful immune support powered by nature's superfruit, black elderberry. Especially during the pandemic, as of a couple of years ago, I definitely increased the amount of antioxidants, vitamin C, and zinc that I was consuming. And a ton of the supplements, natural supplements that I was taking, contained black elderberry. I started taking these supplements pretty much every week, a number of times per week, because I really don't have time to be missing work. I work for myself. I don't want to get clients sick, and I just really take Sambucol to make sure that I can keep doing what I need to do. I feel like I'm definitely taking control with Sambucol because it helps to support my immune system, and it just helps me make sure that I know that I'm doing the best that I can to stay preventative with my health. So not only do I love the taste, but also I love the texture. I actually just went to Boston for the Christmas holiday and I knew that I didn't want to get anyone sick. I also knew that it'd be hella cold there. So I actually took a couple of their dry drinking powders. I took one on the plane and then I actually sipped one like tea. I poured hot water with one of the drink powders into a mug and I just kind of enjoyed it. It was a nice fruity flavor and honestly, I just had four of the gummies. Well, four spaced out in about an hour and here I, I will say four might four might be too many four might be too many two is probably perfect uh, but they're just so good and they have that good texture especially for your kids if you are getting them to take their supplements and making sure that they are preventative and getting their vitamin C getting their zinc something that we know is really great for our immune system these are super in super simple to incorporate into your wellness routine and there are so many different ways to sambucol you can use the drink powder the syrup the gummies the chewable tablets the effervescent tablets. There are just endless options. I like the drink powder and the gummies. So does my boyfriend. This is a trusted brand. It's the original black elderberry and it was developed by a virologist so that I know I'm getting a great quality product. You can get 15% off of your next order of $9.99 or more at sambucolusa.com. Again, that is sambucol-usa.com. You just use the code HOTTER15 and you can start strengthening your immune system today. Again, sambucol, use the code HOTTER15 and you can also check it out in the show notes. I'll have it for you there as well. Welcome to the Hotter Than Health podcast a plant-dominant podcast and resource for those looking to expand and elevate their health. Every Thursday, you can expect provocative and engaging topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness. Be prepared for tangible tips and takeaways, and to fully understand what it means to live an optimized and energized life. podcast. I am your host, Eliza Gelman. Let's get into today's episode. I am doing a quick mini episode. This is going to be great if you're on a walk. If you are on a walk, I challenge you to walk this entire time. Ooh, look at me challenging everyone going into 2022. Today's episode, we are speaking about the seven top questions that I've gotten within the past year. There are a number of questions and topics that come up that we didn't actually get to talk about, but that do frequently come up. And 
as is true to hotter than hell fashion you will probably hear jack walking around because there is no soundproofing rug in here because he has peed on it once again it is sad when you start to see dogs doing things that remind you that they are going to get old i mean he just turned 14 he's still running around like a spring chicken but he definitely has been wetting the floor more often which just reminds me that dogs you know they they do get older and it just reminds me that we want to make the best of our time with them all right let's not cry today this is a uplifting happy positive informative brief episode i hope everyone has been doing awesome um i just got back from boston feeling great i didn't drink too much while i was there i think i had like a couple glasses of champagne one night early while we were eating a ton of food and then we went out one night and I had one or two no I had one cocktail and then and it wasn't good which damn it it wasn't good and then uh a little bit of sake and overall never woke up hungover and it's never actually happened before <laughs> when I visited Boston because usually we like to get crunk but this time we just got um we just overdosed on sugar and I'm feeling uncomfortable (laughs) like way too much sugar my gut is all fucked up my conference calls have been way more irregular and I'm not a fan of that so I'm getting back to it and hello okay (laughs) let's get into today's solo episode also I am not even sending this to the producer this week I am just editing this myself and you're getting everything today so if I sneeze if I'm drinking water from drinking my hot chocolate that I'm having right now, then you will be along with the ride. All right, so question number one of the top seven health questions, obviously these are not all of the questions, but I aggregated seven that I thought would be valuable to you all. One, it's fitting. I had to put it in there because it's all you fucking see on social media right now. How to not get so in your head after a holiday. So how to not get so in your head and go straight into restrictive living after a holiday. Typically after Christmas, after Thanksgiving, New Year's, or whatever holiday you're celebrating, typically we're off of our routine a little bit. Our sleep cycle is off. We've been eating foods that we're not used to eating, mostly inflammatory foods. There's alcohols, there's sugars, processed foods, quick foods that we're not used to, and we think that because we have consume these foods for a week, maybe two weeks, that we are completely unhinged and we need to binge slash diet or reprimand ourselves in some way, which I'm just, it never works. I think that if you have had the tendency towards dieting and diet culture and quick fixes and detoxes, this is the time of year where you, you probably, maybe you have done this every year and has it ever really helped? Have you consistently repeated the same cycle every year, but it just feels new every year because we're getting older and life's change and people evolve? I think that this is a year where we can say to ourselves, this happens every year. I understand that sometimes I feel shitty after not fueling myself properly, not moving as much, drinking a little too much, not having enough water. Like overall, just having having a good time creating some memories and just letting life be for a little bit you we will bounce back i think that a way to recognize this is understanding that in 
in a week, in two weeks, or even a couple of days, your body is not physically going to change that much. You might retain a little bit more water. You might not be sleeping well or feel as good, but physically your body is not changing that much to the point where you need to completely alter your lifestyle to create unsustainable, unmanageable expectations for your lifestyle when you get back. Say, say you are feeling extra puffy and you haven't been working out and you're out of your routine, you know, the whole nine that everyone feels during this time of year, but you decide, okay, I'm going to work out every single day. I'm going to drink a gallon of water. I'm not drinking all in January. I'm doing X, Y, and Z, you know, the works. I think that that is unsustainable and typically leads people to more binge eating or drinking or unhealthy mindsets uh, and just the tendency to speak more negatively to ourselves because we're acting like we are a problem and we need a solution. But at the end of the day, all we really need to do is get back to a few things that make us feel good, hydrate, get back to your you know, your normal workout routine, maybe even a little lower impact because your body is incredibly inflamed. I think that if you challenge yourself to go balls to the wall and sweat it out after Christmas, then you're going to just put so much pressure on yourself. You're not going to be enjoying those workouts as much. Maybe you go sit in a sauna for a little bit longer. Maybe you do something like hot yoga or something that's a little bit less extreme on your joints, in your body. You don't want to go straight from being a couch potato to crazy HIIT workouts and powerlifting. Like your body is not quite ready for that. It's still quite inflamed. Getting your rest, making sure that you're prioritizing seven to eight hours per night, starting your day with a greens juice, managing expectations. Like you're not going to, think of this, you're not going to hire an employee and then expect them to know the entire job and go balls to the wall every single day, they have to learn. They have to ease into it. They have to meet the staff. They have to know where their desk is. You have to kind of ease into these things. So give yourself some grace and know that your body really won't change too much in a week or however long it's been. And after a couple of days of hydrating, eating a little less salt maybe, and just getting back to your normal routine, you're automatically going to feel a little bit better. So much of it is in our head that if we just have like a full day of feeling good, eating good, then we will probably start to feel so much better, so much faster. That's why that's why these things, these 30-day challenges and these whatever challenges, they don't always work and they don't they don't really stick because you start to feel better pretty quickly. And a lot of people get that buy-in mentality where they're they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I, I feel pretty good now. It only took about a week and a half, two weeks. I'm good. I don't need the full month. And then they go back to their old ways and like four or five days of the week, they're eating really healthy and they're doing the workouts and then they just binge. So easing into it so that you can find your routine and uh, not put so much pressure on yourself to see physical changes. Just focus on your energy your sleep, hydration, and minimizing inflammatory foods. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of what I did when I got back from Boston. I I made sure to actually drink a ton of water and do my greens powder every morning while I was there. Um, it did not stop me from eating four wheelbarrows worth of uh, sugar, but I, it, I did what I could. And then when I got home, I just went for a walk for 30 minutes. I didn't – I was like, okay – 
I'm just going to walk on the treadmill. I don't even think, I, I think I put like a three incline on there, nothing crazy, where normally I'd go in and I would do maybe some sprints or I would do a whole class or a yoga class, but I just went for a 30 minute walk and then I got into my inf- infrared sauna blanket, which, oh my God, leads me into my next question. Number two, tell me about your infrared sauna blanket. I had so many questions on this. Hold on. I'm going to take one of my Sambu calls, my little elderberry gummies. If you can hear that, I'm so sorry. It's very ASMR-y. Oh my God. A little sour at the end too. Number two, tell us about the infrared sauna blanket. So Jake absolutely crushed it this year. I know in my previous solo episode, I said, all I want is to go out to dinner, which I really do. Like all I want is to fine, do a tiny gift. That's fine. But you and I like, let's go out, do a nice dinner, walk around, enjoy some like fancy environment and let that be our gift. He decided to take it to another level this year and he gifted us, it's a joint gift. He gifted us a, oh yeah, I guess I haven't recorded it since. He gifted us a higher dose infrared sauna blanket. We have been talking about this for probably seven or eight months. No, yeah, maybe eight months when he was living in his old apartment before we moved in together. I was like, babe, nobody ever sleeps in the guest room. Let's put a little sauna house thing. There are these like zip up things you can crawl into and we had talked about it for a while and then we saw this and then we saw a friend of ours had a discount and he mentioned it to me a couple, like maybe a month or two before Christmas. And he said, what about the higher dose blanket? And I was like, you don't have to tell me twice, but I don't want to necessarily throw down my credit card right away. And he got us this infrared sauna blanket. I have used it. I Like I said in the last episode, I'm an exaggerator. This is not an exaggeration. I have used it every night except for one since we've gotten it and since I was out of town and I couldn't physically use it, but I talked about it every single day and people were probably like, shut the fuck up. You should have just checked a bag and brought it. It is so fantastic. So what it is, it is this giant sleeping bag looking flat sack. It's made of this thick plastic, but it's EMF regulated. So no to low radiation. It is increases your internal body heat so that you start to sweat like you would in a sauna. So you basically, you plug it in, you lay in it, you Velcro yourself up and you're wearing all long pants, long shirt. I don't like to wear leggings. It's nice to wear if you have a uh, long pajama set. Definitely that's the perfect thing to do. Last night I did like long pant, pajama pants with a sweatshirt and big socks because it will, it can actually burn your skin. It gets really fucking hot in there. And it has levels one through, I think, nine. I've only done seven because that is sufficient for me. And Jake does eight sometimes. And I I, I don't know how. I got in to it after he was finished last night. And it was level eight. And I could only be in it for 20 minutes because I was like, I think I'm going to pass out. (laughs) So seriously, be careful because it gets hot as hell in there. I think it raises, I think it gets up to 150 degrees. And I sweat more than any workout that I have done in the past year 
or two. It, I will tell you that typically before my period, in the first couple days of my period, I get extremely bloated. I just retain a lot of water. Like, wow, novel, reinventing the PMS wheel. But I tend to carry a lot of water. When I have been doing this, I'm not just saying like, oh, do it for weight loss. It's not about that. But it truly makes you sweat so naturally and internally. It's not like you're going into a sauna or a, a steam room where it's external liquid and heat. This is heating yourself from the inside out. So you're almost like sweating out a fever when you're in it. And I'm telling you, my whole sweatshirt is three shades darker. My butt sweats, my ankle sweat, my knees sweat, my vagina sweats, my chest sweats. And the great thing about this blanket is, is that when you get out of it, a lot of people are like, isn't there sweat all over the place and on the couch and on the bed and on your uh, on the infrared sauna blanket and the answer is the only place there is sweat that's why you use a sweatshirt and long pants it absorbs all into your clothes so yes your your clothes are really sweaty um it's like running outside in the rain essentially and then all you need to do is wipe down the inside of the sauna blanket you can't really even see the sweat but you know of course it's got to be there but sometimes you can see it a little misty in there once you crawl out but it doesn't seep out of the sweat bag it doesn't get onto anything other than your clothes so we just wipe it down we got these organic it's basically just vinegar and tea tree oil and eucalyptus and you just wipe it down with a non-toxic non-chemical rag or whatever you can use like a spray if you want to make your own at home but it takes two seconds to clean and then you just unplug it 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 cleans off and cools down you roll it back up you can put it under your bed we just honestly leave it on one of our couches because we've been using it every single night we'll watch an episode of Yellowstone and I'm like unconscious it helps me sleep so much better at night it has reduced any type of urge to like hop on my phone because you're just so present in it you can also stick your arms out of it which I like I can still return emails if I need to but otherwise you use it at the end of the night and it's almost like (laughs) Again, here I am talking about after the holidays, like, oh, you don't need to worry about it. This feels like I'm getting two a days. I'll go do a workout, maybe a 20, 30 minute workout in the middle of the day. If I do this at night, I feel like I've done a two a day. I just, I can't think of any better way to end my day. And then I rinse off. I I don't even wash my hair that often anyways, so it's fine for me. But if you do, you can always do it on a lower setting as well. I just really like to get my sweat in. And if you don't mind sweaty hair, I just, you know dry it out a little afterwards and you're good to go. You don't have to sleep on sweaty hair. I always have to rinse off after using it. So it's maybe not the best for like midday. So if you have some time in the middle of the day, you have an hour and a half um, to do some passive work on your phone or read a book or meditate or nap. I will never be able to nap in that fucking thing because it's so hot. If you find me napping in that thing, pull me out because it's <laughs> that's not a nap. Uh, anyways, you can tell I'm a huge advocate for the infrared sauna blanket. I have actually emailed Higher Dose before and said, hi, excuse me, knock, knock. I have a podcast and I'd like for you to <laughs> give me a sauna blanket and I will talk about it. They never responded, but by golly, I'm going to try and get everyone a discount code from them because here's a fucking free ad for you guys. It's amazing. Higher Dose sauna blanket. Uh, I, we didn't buy any of the accessories. Maybe for his birthday, I'll get him like the in, inlay sauna blanket that you just wear instead of having to put on different clothes. You can go in naked in the sauna blanket. Oh my God, that sounds great. 
Infrared higher dose sauna blanket is a hell yeah for me. Two a days without doing two a days. All right, number three. I'm going to speed through these because <laughs> you got to speed it up. Uh, number three, best foods practices to decrease bloat and water weight. Uh, I would say foods to decrease would be processed foods. So anything that comes in a bag, anything super packaged, um, taking a look at even the veggie burgers you're buying, if you're buying impossible burgers, impossible meat, making sure that you're doing that maybe on a big bed of greens because those tend to carry a lot of oils, reducing the amount of oils that you're eating and consuming. That is a huge contributor to inflammation, leads to bloat, which leads to uncomfortability, weight gain, you know, very destructive when we are super internally inflamed. So we want to decrease the amount of processed sugar. We want to decrease the amount of caffeine because yes, in the moment it might be a diuretic and you're peeing everything out, but at the end of the day, it's going to dehydrate you even more and you're going to be more susceptible to bloat later on. So reducing alcohol, reducing salts, salty foods, and just overall increasing the amount of leafy greens and healthy fats and fiber because when you're regular and you're going to the bathroom, you're not going to be as bloated. So increasing the amount of dark, dark berries, increasing the amount of water, lemon, turmeric, mixed with a little bit of black pepper, increasing the amount of antioxidants. So you could switch to a matcha instead of your coffee. These are all tips that I would that I do incorporate into my life when I am feeling a bit bloated. I always pair any pastas that I'm doing. I make sure to add a ton of veggies into the pasta. So it's not just one meal full of pasta or carbohydrates. I do a bunch of mixed zucchini and roasted tomatoes and whatever vegetables I have on hand, green beans, asparagus. Like I do not discriminate. It's any vegetable I'll, I will throw into a pasta. That's fine ton of soups, cooking without salt, cooking without oil, adding things like garlic and onion for flavor and having maybe a little bit less uh, beans as your proteins. You could switch to something like an egg or a salmon or a uh, organic tofu, that type of thing. But yes, eliminating, I'm sorry, reducing the amount of oil processed foods, processed sugars, caffeine, alcohol, making sure you're getting a lot of sleep, and then increasing the amount of water, increasing the amount of leafy greens and fiber-filled foods, because the higher in fiber they are, also the uh, less, that means the less processed it is, because it hasn't stripped away the fiber from the carbohydrates, right? Yeah, sleep is a really, really huge one as well. And all of those processed foods tend to lead us into a state of um, into a state of stimulation because they're so processed with high sugar and it increases our cortisol because our body is digesting it, but it's not getting any nutrients. So basically just get rid of some of the bullshit and the alcohol and decrease the caffeine and you'll feel so much better and sweat (laughs) honestly getting a nice sweat in feels really good but um if you can do it in a sauna if you can do some low impact if you're if you're going to a high intensity class or 
you go and you're like, I got to do a hit class or like heavy weights, got to go crush a workout because I feel like I'm gaining like belly fat or I am, that's where you're really seeing all of your weight gain. Um, that could be hormonal. So really switching it up to low impact workouts. I promise you, your body will thank you and it will stop feeling like you're working against it. Okay. You don't want to work against your body. You want to work with it. So lower impact workouts, you can still do weights, but go slower, be mindful of your breath and you don't have to swing things around. You don't have to listen to crazy high intensity music. Um, just move your body, go for a nice walk and hydrate. Question number four, how to tell if hormones could be off? This is a big one that I get all the time because a lot of people will just send me symptoms and say, I feel like my hormones are off. And some key ones that I get often and ones that I have felt in the past were acne around my jaw, my jawline and my chin strap. So chin all the way up towards my cheek, not as much forehead or nose or under the eyes, but definitely on my jawline and chin and upper cheeks, it was all hormonal acne and that had a lot to do with birth control. It had a lot to do with my irregular sleep cycle. Um, the high intensity of my, the intensity of my workouts at that time was a huge factor. The amount of stress that I had on myself and the amount of anxiety I was feeling was disrupting my hormones so much that I would have protruding cystic acne. I would have zit on top of zit. As soon as I popped one, another one would pop up within within 30 minutes. And I'm not exaggerating. If you've suffered with acne and you know that they, they chase you, like your pimples and your cystic acne will chase you. It will find you and it will come back with a vengeance no matter what products, no matter how little you touch your face. And um, so hormonal acne around the jawline is a big one. Um, gaining weight just in the midsection, especially for women. So like that lower midsection, but you're losing weight in the arms and the legs, but not the lower belly. That is a big indicator of high cortisol or um, hormone levels could be off. And first thing would be to reduce processed foods and um, you don't have to change the amount that you work out, but definitely switch up the intensity of it. Maybe reduce gluten and dairy for a while and alcohol and work on your sleep. That's a, that's kind of a, I don't like to give blanket advice, but that's a big one that I would say to start off with uh, just to see if that could well some of those symptoms so that you can actually start to listen to your body because so often we're just trying to tame our symptoms that we forget to actually look at what we can be doing to uh, listen to our body and tell us what it's understand what it's trying to tell us some other ways that you can tell that your hormones might be off is thinning hair really brittle nails incredibly low energy brain fog that coffee doesn't even fix so you almost feel like you're crashing all day long and you're not able to if, if you're falling asleep or wanting to fall asleep after meals at more than more than five or six times per month especially midday that is abnormal either talk to me or I can refer you to someone and we can talk about that but there are so many different things that cause hormonal imbalances such as processed foods and inflammatory foods um, so yeah, thinning hair, thinning nails. Um, I found out that sometimes a part of 
uh, thyroid issue could be thinning of the eyebrows on the outside. So like the skinny part of your eyebrow uh, getting thin, that is also a symptom, which I did not know. Uh, A big fluctuation in your sex drive, a big fluctuation in weight gain and cravings and the inability to sleep throughout the night while you know that you're also being exhausted. These are all signs to be super aware of. And if it happens every so often, that's that's normal and that's fine and that's life. But if it's consistent and you're noticing it all the time, that's something you need to get checked out. Next question is how to sell how to set healthy benchmarks for 2022. Instead of saying goals, instead of saying resolutions, we just want to set benchmarks. Maybe this is a year that you really focus on your relationships and maybe it's a year you want to start trying to have children. I know that that process is a big deal. It's much more challenging for so many than we than we make it up to be. We or maybe this is a year where you get your uh, levels tested and your you get your egg count and you maybe you do a modern fertility test and see how many eggs you have. Um, I know they have a ton that are discounted for like maybe less than a couple hundred dollars that you can do at home instead of doing it for thousands maybe at your gym again not your gym your your guy now um this is not an ad but it should be damn it and maybe this is a year that you really want to focus on career and building up your business portfolio maybe you want a promotion maybe you are working for yourself and you want to increase your revenue i have a couple of goals similar to that so i'm really really excited for that and i actually i was listening to a podcast the other day and I just got very in the zone and I started having all these little pings of not just ideas but visions of kind of where I saw myself and what I what I wanted to really feel at the end of 2022 and I brought it back to small things that I could control so the monthly meal plan that's something that I want to grow the amount of time that I meditate, that's something that I want to work on, and the amount of time that I spend really listening to my partner, working on what my partner is saying and trying to communicate to me versus what I feel like they're communicating to me and being extra clear um, for both myself and my partner. I want to be extra clear because we both have goals, and I'm being as clear as you can, it basically just allows no rock to be unturned, you know? Uh, So setting healthy benchmarks, I think, starts with understanding how you want to feel at the end of 2022 and asking yourself all the things that you did actually do in 2021. When we we set our goals in 2021, maybe they ended up looking different, but it's because they were meant to. I think that the whole part of setting goals is not being dogmatic about it and being, yes, being persistent. But allowing things to evolve when they need to. So let's say, for example, your goal is to lose 30 pounds. And I'm only saying this because that's a relevant thing, like maybe a client of mine has. Let's say you want to lose 30 pounds. But all you keep thinking about is the 30 pounds, is the 30 pounds, is the 30 pounds. What are the little things that you can do each day that will compound to that? It's the exact same type of conversation where you're saying, okay, I want to make, I want to save forty thousand dollars this year uh well are you just going to imagine forty thousand dollars in your bank account at the end of the year in your savings account or are you going to set up a little fund where you have a reminder that you put away 
you know, a hundred bucks a week or 200, 300, I don't, I have another math, but are you doing little things every week or every day? Are you, are you going to only go out for coffee a couple times a week and then you'll put the rest of that money into savings? Or are you going to go ahead and commit $10,000 to an investment portfolio right now and watch it grow? There are a lot of different action items that you need to be taking in order to see your goals through. And so, for instance, if you just are looking to find yourself, to reconnect yourself, make a list of books, order a couple of them and start reading now. It's, there's no reason that if you don't start on the first, then you can't do it. There's no reason you can start on the fucking 31st of April. I don't care. Start on a goal whenever you want, but the sooner you just start to make those small measurable habits. So for me, if I have a lot of clients who are just wanting to feel more intuitive about food. So I say, okay, I want you to start journaling how you feel at the end of every day. Make little commitments to yourself that you're going to add some more greens, but let's not make commitments that you're going to follow everything 100% every day until nothing needs to be that rigid. You just need to set up small, small bits for yourself to to lean on every day because your habits are, uh, I heard this quote, habits reinforce your desired identity. So imagine how you want to feel. Imagine the life that you want, the job you want, the relationship, the physical, the the way that you want to fully present to the world. And, and, and think about the habits that a person like that would already have. So for instance, one of my inspirations is Natasha Oakley. She has multiple seven-figure businesses. She is a fucking knockout. She has a beautiful relationship on paper and aesthetically the way she shows up is so graceful. So I just look at her and I think, okay, what are some things that a successful business person, not just her specifically, but a successful business person in her in her own grace, in her own right, what would she do? So she wakes up, she she does not super intense movement, but she prioritizes movement every single day. She still is super social. She shows up and she, you know, puts herself together. She wears an outfit. She, I, I want to be the kind of person that shows up and you look at me and you think, oh, wow, this person not just has it together, but they seem graceful. They seem poised and patient um, and successful. And I just, you start to embody the habits and little little nuanced things that a person that you would look up to would have and would they would and what would they be doing um that also starts with finding a couple people that you admire and it doesn't have to be people you know it doesn't have to be people in your family it can be people that don't even know you exist or know you exist but maybe you're too nervous to tell them that hey you inspire me a lot you know take a look at that and see how would this person handle it or but while still being yourself, you know, being authentic to yourself. If you feel like you're phoning it in every single day, then that's, you know, we, you got to reassess and start to really write things down. What makes you feel most magnetic? What makes you feel at your best? What is your dream morning? What is your perfect day? And start to incorporate those things while still saying, okay, what are some habits I can incorporate that would get me closer to my goal or my benchmark? Number six this is a good piggyback off of that last question. Top books for personal development. I really like this question. Uh, One of my favorite books, I read it 
two years ago. It was Atomic Habits. That's actually where that quote just came from. But Atomic Habits was really fantastic. I just gave away my copy. Copy. My copy. It was by James Clear, I want to say. I'm going to look it up right now. Live Google search. Atomic Habits. Um, I'm sure if you have seen it before, then... But yeah, James Clear. I was on it. So James Clear Atomic Habits is a really, really great one for understanding a little bit about how to create healthful habits. Uh, I just interviewed Dr. Judd Brewer and he created an app and a book that uh, I'm actually going to be doing a giveaway with soon, but it was called... um, it was called The Craving Mind, and this was a really good book about um, just the psychology behind why we crave certain things, um, our many addictions throughout the day. So The Craving Mind, Atomic Habits, um, Attached is a really, really good one. I read this one earlier on in the year, and it has to do with relationships. If you've ever... Um, A lot of people may have read this when they were going through like a breakup or a hard time in a relationship or they were just doing it in life. This is, I know so many people who have read this book. If you're not really a reader, then highly recommend downloading it on Audible. But this one's by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. But again, it's called Attached, the New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. It's not necessarily a self-help. It's just a nice way to really start to understand, uh, understand what makes a person tick how they operate and as I was reading this I was like oh this person is that this person is that I am this you know you recognize you you see people in the book it's really interesting so that's a great one and then the last one that I want to say is one that if you are interested in more of a holistic approach or a plant dominant lifestyle or you just want to learn a little bit more about health I would say reading How Not to Die is amazing. It is uh, by Michael Greger. I read it a couple of years ago and it was so jam-packed full of knowledge that it it took me a month and a half to read, which actually impresses me saying it out loud, but it was so great. I highlighted the shit out of it. So many studies and um, I really, really think that if you're starting a plant-based lifestyle, then that's like the best book to read. And then last question is best tips to starting a plant-based diet. I really, or a plant-dominant life lifestyle. I think that understanding that it's all about plant dominance, not plant dictatorship. It's yes, the dominant amount of the meals will be plant-based as in fruits, veggies, legumes, nuts, seeds, non-processed starches, and whole foods abundantly, but then accessories would be alcohol, it would be pizza, it would be seafood, it would be whatever really allows you to not resent the healthful foods that you're eating. So often we think that it's just not an option and do little things But to start out, like if you love eggs in the morning, start by adding some kale or some spinach with sautéed mushrooms and tomatoes in there. If you're like, oh my god, that's so much work. Well, it's not. You can buy kale chopped up. You can buy spinach. It melts down into basically a teaspoon. And then 
have some veggies just chopped up. You can throw into a saute pan anytime. Uh, if you are doing a big chicken dish or a dish with meat in it, instead of doing cheese on it, replace the cheese with either a plant-based cheese or get rid of it altogether and add some good garlic and onion and a nice veggie on the side so that there's still that beautiful flavor, but you're not doing dairy and meat. Uh, little things like that. I think that by committing to those small compound movements or those small compound adjustments, you will feel so much better. I think it was um, Warren Buffett who said that he's the king of compound interest. So by investing a little bit, it starts to grow a lot over time. Uh, highly recommend just beginning to develop some habits such as having a greens juice in the morning from Organifi. And if you haven't tried the greens juice from Organifi, what are you doing? I It's just something that is going to be built in now. <laughs> I'm telling you, by going to Organifi.com, use the code HTH. I do believe that's the biggest discount they offer. But this is, this is your call to action to check out their greens powder. And also, now that I'm thinking about it, checking out their chocolate protein or chocolate powder as well. because Not protein powder, but their chocolate elixir. It's like a rest and relaxation with a ton of beautiful mushrooms and antioxidants. And... Uh, things that are super potent superfoods that help you to sleep and relax and reduce anxiety. It's what I have been just adoring at the end of every night. So it will kind of get my sweet tooth fix, if you will. Sometimes I dip a couple squares of dark chocolate into it and it's so warming. It's so filling chocolatey, creamy, coconutty. I think everyone will absolutely love it. So make sure you're checking out Organifi.com. Use the code HTH at checkout to get the greens powder to fill in your nutrient gaps in the morning so that throughout the day you can make healthier choices. It's not a breakfast substitute, but it's something you take with your breakfast or just whenever throughout the day to sip on. And if you're starting your day with something green, typically you just lend yourself to making healthier decisions throughout the day, right? And then of course the, um, protein powder. It's the best. I love it. It's a huge container and it lasts forever and it tastes really great. Glyphosate free and I'm just obsessed with them. Anyways, Organifi.com. Use the code HTH and you'll get 20% off of your items. But yeah, adding in a ton of vegetables to your meals is a great way to start off a plant dominant lifestyle and then slowly replacing things where you would have dairy with non-dairy alternatives. If you like cheese on your pasta, maybe do some nutritional yeast instead. If you, even even small things like replacing your white pasta and white bread with maybe a whole grain, a gluten-free, a brown rice noodle, those are my favorite. You could use a um, like a red lentil pasta. There are so many different options now for pastas that it kind of baffles me. Unless you're like in Italy, then I just think that white pastas, yes, they taste so good, but other pastas taste great too, right? And they fill, these actually fill me up more, brown rice pasta does, because it's got much more fiber, keeps you fuller, balances and stabilizes blood sugar levels easier. And those are some small tips that I would start to incorporate ASAP. I am sure that this episode went longer than I expected. The weird thing about 
the software that I use. I use GarageBand to record all of these and it says right now it's saying under bar. It says like my beat, my tempo, bar, and now it says thir- 1310.4567. I don't know what these things mean. So I'm going to have to work on that and figure out or I'll just have to start timing myself on my phone. Either way, I hope that this has been helpful and I hope you enjoyed my rants and if you're on a walk, then give yourself a pat on the back that you made it through a full walk with your friend Eliza G. Um, again, it is December 30th today. I hope everyone has a fucking awesome new year and if you're staying in, me too. And if you're going out, have a water, have a green juice first, meditate, stay clear, and truly just enjoy yourself. Hang around people that make you feel good. If you're going out just because you'll have FOMO, but you'll actually think you'll have a shitty time, stay in. Challenge yourself. I'm telling you, New Year's is not that big of a deal. And you can start these habits whenever you want. Start them today. It's the 30th. Go home, chug a glass of water, and do 10 squats and go to the grocery store and get a big thing and make a giant fat salad with sauteed veggies on top, maybe some quinoa. It's so good. Just give yourself something huge and abundantly delicious to enjoy that has some greens, that has some fiber in it tonight. I hope that you all have enjoyed Hotter Than Health this year. You all are my family. I just appreciate every single one of you. Thank you so much for listening. If you are still here, please go write a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you get this. It means the absolute world. I will talk to you all next week.